0: Blog Talk Radio. Okay.
1: My name is Tom Mark President Presidente. It is the show before Christmas. Is everybody ready to go? Lock and loaded? I'll tell you what, Amazon is my friend. And I jumped out there on a limb and joined Amazon Prime this uh, uh, a few days ago, yesterday. So, hey, uh, I'm good to go. I, I'm solid. I'm rock solid. But if not, get out there and finish your Christmas shopping if you need to. You know, this is a funny story. Uh I am not putting up my Christmas tree until tomorrow. It's been one of those years. I got I had to get a new tree and it's a, it's a whole thing and the dogs and all this other stuff. So and then I am looking forward to a, a week off of my real job. 917 8, 8, 9, 8, my digits. It is the NFL playoff close. Unfortunately, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, which is our home team. As we're located here in the west suburbs of Indianapolis, high atop the Ballad Studio. Indianapolis Colts were not able to get it done this year. Very disappointing season for them. Uh, uh, they got the Panthers at home tomorrow. We'll be there. We'll have fun as a fan, but very disappointing season. But a lot of things going on. We got some games to talk about today. Also, a lot going on in the IndyCar. Uh, funny season, and then we're we'll also pay tribute to Junior Johnson, dying, Mascar legend, dying as well. And joining us in the in the balance green room is Matthew Embry, WSBT, up in South Bend. Then coming up, uh, Adam Gibbons, Super Browns fan, Super Buckeyes fan, going to be talking with us about his Buckeyes in the playoffs, getting ready, maybe, hopefully, one with Deke. Uh, for a college football championship matchup. And then uh, then we're, we're going to kind of mix things up a little bit. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles at SI.com, joins yeah. us. Our official NFL contributor uh, joins us at the top of the second hour to start breaking down this playoff picture. As it's beginning to, to take uh, form, and then at the bottom of the hour, um, uh, Mo for the BS sports Show and Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast helps us round it up and put a bow on it. My name is Tom Marcus, L Presidente, 917 898 We'll be right back on the other side.
2: You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really your heart's an empty hole your brain is full of spiders you've got garlic in your soul mr green
3: the air national guard is a reserve component of the united states air force and serves alongside active duty air force members in times of a national crisis in addition the air guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities the reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be a far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
0: I can't believe it. I've been playing four-on-four four with a barbershop quartet. Pass <laughs> the the We're open, just
4: Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car
5: insurance with Geico.
0: Yeah. Shoot
5: Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance morning face you get is when you don't sleep well this is what happened to linda morning,
0: good morning guys good morning ah, what is oh, that thing it's me linda oh my god it talks run no it's me linda from hr it looks hungry save the children save them stay back i've got mace. ow that went in my eyes we're moving
5: it's called beauty sleep for a reason And there's never been a better time to get some.
3: Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA, love your home.
1: Back to the balance. What well, I just saw, Mark Castell, uh We do have a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, uh, audio difficulties, going on right now, but uh, we're going to work through it. Joining us now is Matthew Embry, WSBT from South Bend, our official car contributor. Uh, Matthew, first of all, welcome back to the balance. How are you, sir?
6: Happy holidays to you, Tom. Uh, what an interesting uh, scenario with the Crossroads Classic, bowl season underway, and some uh, interesting stories uh, going down as far as NASCAR and any car season at this point.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. You got all your Christmas shopping done?
6: Finished that last night. Well, there you go. You know,
1: Amazon Prime is my new best friend. My new bestie, Amazon Prime. You know, I never step foot in – to them all, although I, I will be going to one this afternoon after the show. We're going to go check out the new Star Wars movie. I've uh, been on this Star Wars uh, thing, so I've watched all the movies. And this has only been happening over a period of about two months. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the Star Wars expert, but uh, I've got them all watched. I've, got, I've watched Rogue One, I've watched all of that stuff. So I'm ready to go see the new Star Wars movie. Are you a Star Wars fan, Matthew?
6: everyone my brother-in-law and his son are into that stuff, but I've never uh, gotten into the craze about that stuff.
1: Uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a, a big, uh, exciting time, but a lot of excitement going on. Funny season, IndyCar, talk with us a little bit about Del Coy. TK might be without a rider. We still don't know what's happening with old James Hinchcliffe. Bring us up to
6: speed, sir. No pun intended. Very interesting how that works. And, uh, very interesting uh how the you know things are turning around uh, we now know that uh alex Palou, the japanese super formula star from spain is taking one of the coin seats now the question is who is going to take the second one and uh with very interesting things going on originally with a few other things in play and uh be honest with you a few other weird things in play with uh you know the question about Santino perucci's future will he stay with corn will he go elsewhere uh, there's rumors now saying that he could possibly be in a third car with bobby ray hall and uh yeah we'll get the mission impossible theme going here but uh you think about the scenarios with what's left and what hasn't been decided yet uh I think the big thing for Dale Coyne is, are they going to go after Ferrucci uh, or are they going to try their luck with the uh, ex-F1 uh, Formula T- McLaren F1 tester, uh, Sergio Sete-Camara? Uh, there's been some rumors that he brings in a much bigger uh, possible talent pool and money pool that Coyne is looking for, especially since Coyne has lost several members of their engineering staff this offseason, most notably Craig Hampson going to McLaren. Uh, so you look at that scenario and uh, they may be going for even more money and even though yes Tino ferrucci has a decent war chest of his own uh, it may not be enough for him to keep the seat now of course with that there are opportunities at carlin with a couple probably paid drivers going to those seats and uh, as you mentioned uh, tk's future looks pretty bleak right now uh, There was a handshake deal supposedly, but it looks like the loss of ABC Supply Company for Foyt for every race except for Indy uh, has done a number on them. Uh, It looks like that Charlie Kimball has gotten more funding beyond Norvo Nordisk, so he's going to get one of those two seats, and it looks like the other seat uh, that was supposed to go to TK is now probably going to go to Dalton Kellett, the four-year veteran of Indy Lights. Uh, Not exactly an impressive resume in his career at Indy Lights, but brings it a solid amount of money. And uh, at this point, uh, if they go the money route like the other teams have so far, I think you could see a scenario where not only TK is without a ride, but I think James Hinchcliffe is without a ride because I just don't see either of those drivers uh, taking a ride at Carlin. You know, we talked a little bit about this off-mic
1: prior to the show about Hinch going to uh, NASCAR and Honda maybe making a move over there, but we would have thought that it would have happened by now. Uh, so if if that happens, it's probably not going to happen for at least
6: another year. Are we, do we agree on that? Yeah, to the, the, the get a deal like this going, unless they're doing behind-the-scenes work that we don't know about on this already, uh, if they want to be competitive right out of the box, they need to wait. They need to have announced a deal for NASCAR by Dow, and... So I'd say at the earliest now would probably be 2022 uh, if they were to make a move to NASCAR because I just don't think if they make an announcement now they're going to 2021, I just don't think they'll be competitive and they'll have a nightmare first season much like Toyota did.
1: Well, we'll see We'll see what happens. We'll be monitoring that as well. Let's move over to some NASCAR news, big news uh, from NASCAR uh, especially for uh, uh, longtime NASCAR fans and and maybe uh, those that have followed NASCAR for many years. Junior Johnson passes away. Uh, talk with us a little bit about him and his legacy and what he meant
6: to the race of NASCAR. Uh, certainly one of the longtime owners, one of the best drivers uh, in the early days. In fact, uh, let me bring it up here. As we go here, this is courtesy of ESPN from 1994, the NASCAR story about his early days as a moonshiner before he went to NASCAR.
0: Clever and competitive. The intriguing part of speed was not as uh, attractive to me as the competition I was, basically. It was sort of a uh, competitive type thing. When you went out at night, you didn't know what they had,
1: they didn't know what you had. They didn't know where you was going or which way you was gonna be coming. You didn't know where they was gonna be sitting, what kind of trap they had laid for you and that type of stuff. So it was like I I don't know, a cat mouse type game and it was who they could out with the others.
0: It was the winner of the game. But uh, you couldn't afford to lose that game. You did you took a trip up the creek. <laughs>
6: So, yeah, before uh, he became an NASCAR driver and eventually a successful team owner, he was involved in the moonshine running business. In fact, got arrested for it. In fact, even got a presidential pardon in uh, his later life, uh, clearing him of those uh, wrongdoings. But uh, what a career he has as a driver. Second man to win the Daytona 500 in 1960. And uh, even Sports Illustrated named him driver of the 20th century in their article of 50 years of NASCAR in 1998. And uh, certainly as a team owner, he was extremely solid. In fact, had a lot to do with Winston becoming the initial title sponsor of NASCAR. Uh, Initially, Winston wanted to sponsor him. Uh, He suggested they should sponsor the entire circuit, and they did. And that proved to be very effective for several years down the road for NASCAR's future health. And, obviously, a great team owner. I uh, drove, had many great drivers. Bobby Allison uh, won three great
0: championships
6: with Cale Yarborough. Uh, several successful years with Daryl Waltrip, Terry Labani, Jeff Bodine. Unfortunately, things fell apart when he had uh, Brett Bodine, especially the big thing was the uh, legal nanofold they found at Daytona, which cost him $40,000. Eventually, at the end of the year, he sold all the assets to Brett and Diane Bodine. Uh, never got into it. Was still around here and there you know, just around the circle, but not as an owner. Uh, eventually inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame, but kind of played a quiet role in things since then. And uh, uh, in fact, until you mentioned it yourself, I didn't even realize that he had passed away until you had made that mention to me uh, this morning.
1: Yeah, certainly one of the greatest legends of NASCAR. It, it, you talked about the, the moonshine, and you know the history of NASCAR goes back to that. Uh, down in the South, and and that's how NASCAR uh, Believe it or not That's where their roots are at Is uh, 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 bootlegged whiskey If you will And and uh, so the, the race uh, the kind, of, It all kind of started Really ironically NASCAR Kind of started running from the cops
6: In fact I have a little clip on this This is the late Tim Flock talking about that Ready to take on all comers The only way to settle such disputes Was to go head to head Well and they cut up
1: for about a half a mile track down, about 18 miles down in Jornburg, Georgia, outside Atlanta. And uh, no fences. And these guys, were the bootluggers, only owned these, was king fences, they owned the cars. They were always gambling about who had to pack the car. And on Saturday, they'd tell
0: these cars would show up and finally people started showing up with no fences. And they actually packed their helmets around the fences. There, so far, and they said, kind of money they not that was the
6: very first start of a or with that car, but on just what a bootloader had laid out on a high mile track outside the So, yeah, that's yeah, I- actually got it going. Uh, certainly, you know, in those years, it was still in its formative years. I mean, Bill France and not necessarily, or Bill France Sr., uh, not as opposed to Bill France Jr., not really taken over as far as forming anything at that period of time. It'd be a few years down the road i think 47 was the year they created uh, the initial nascar at the streamline hotel in daytona which tragically that uh, building was torn down i think within the last couple of years as well on the uh, shoreline of daytona sadly but uh ultimately uh yeah it's a big deal coming from there and uh, it's amazing to see the growth unfortunately that growth kind of been uh, stunted a little bit within the last few years or so but uh certainly uh it's made to a place where it's met a peak and hopefully it'll make get back to where it was originally but uh you know in the 90s etc but yeah a uh, great story obviously with uh, all these legends unfortunately many of the legends with the exception of maybe richard petty are have deceased or passed away but uh ultimately uh, i think uh, yeah a lot of big stories you are willing to t- do the research and look back into it as to the early days of NASCAR. it's part of an interesting fight in a a little bit of a history lesson for you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's fun. It's fun to kind of t- trace the roots of a lot of different series, but I think NASCAR's uh, roots. Uh, probably has the most interesting uh, uh, dynamic, if you will, as far as the history of it goes. We're talking with Matthew Embry, WSBT up in South Ben, our official IndyCar contributor, uh, talking some IndyCar funny seasons, some uh, uh, NASCAR Junior Johnson, but also you right there in the Notre Dame flagship. So let's talk a little Notre Dame. Before we get to the Crossroads Classic, let's talk about Notre Dame's bowl placement. And what are your thoughts And as we look into Get ready for the bowl uh, weekend. Starting here just uh, in the next week or so. Uh, But we've got some NFL games today. But uh, certainly I think a lot of, uh, I mean, IU fans, I think we're okay with where we ended up in the Gator Bowl against Tennessee, against the Vols. Uh, But Notre Dame, uh, what are your thoughts uh, in, in your bowl placement this year?
6: Well, I got not such a great opponent. They got an okay opponent, but not a great one on Iowa State. I was hoping they would draw someone like Texas, but the fact that Oklahoma got into the college football playoff, that opportunity. Texas was paired with Utah. Uh, I believe it was. But uh, nonetheless, uh, bowl gave opportunity, a chance to maybe get a few things, maybe try a few things. But I think uh, this could be next Saturday. I think the guy to watch out for, for Notre Dame, is Braden Lindsay. I keep calling him "any Rocket as in reference to Rocket Ismail. And even though, yes, he wears number 25, he is the same kind of explosive player. And I don't think we see the explosive type of player every time he gets the football since uh, Reggie Ismail, who, by the way, congratulations to Rocket, recently inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. And, uh, yeah, I think Braden Lindsey, he reminds me a lot of uh, Reggie Ismail from the late uh, 80s, early 90s at Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about Notre Dame. Cut uh, on IU, the Crossroads Classic. Let's talk about that matchup. It happens today.
6: Big thing in this game is is TJ Gibbs going to show that he cares. Uh, I think that's the thing in my mind. If he shows he has a care about what's going on, Notre Dame's got a chance to beat Indiana. But if he comes out flat or the team comes out flat it can't make shots It has trouble on defense, they could easily get whitewashed at, against the Hoosiers today because the Hoosiers obviously have a lot of firepower. In fact, the one guy I think that needs to be involved more in the offense, I'd like to see Indiana call upon more is Z Anderson, the former South Bend Riley star. I think that's a guy that I think could be a major contributor for the Hoosiers if they put it, take him off the bench and start putting him into more play time. I think that's a kid that to really could help uh, Archie Moore's chance, Miller's chances of getting a good run and possibly challenging for a Big Ten title uh, later this year.
1: Well, I'll tell you what uh we started I you started out in, in uh, kind of a uh a good a good thing but it just seems like they've taken a turn here uh recently because they just I don't know if they're going to be able to consistently shoot uh, throughout the season but we'll see if they can make it into March uh un, well not unscathed but make it into March uh, and get into the tournaments. As we look at uh, Notre Dame, as we start talking about basketball on a more regular basis as we are getting ready for March Madness, it seems like, it, hey, you know what is it? So, you know, just a little bit, not, what, 90 days away, we'll be in March Madness. So, uh, and, and today is to the first say, day of course, winter. So you, uh, look,
6: uh, you look at the four teams of that Crossroads Classic, I think our colleague uh, from WISH-TV, JoJo Jetri, could be in the best position right now. Because I think of the four teams that are there, I think looking ahead to possibly tournament play and down the road and Big East play, I think Butler may be the best of the four at this point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was getting ready to go into the game. It's a great segue. So, talk, Willis, about uh, the Butler Bulldogs and the Purdue Boilermakers, uh, part two of the Crossroads Classic.
6: Well, Purdue's had their problems with Butler in the past, but add to that, Purdue, yes, they beat Virginia, but I think Virginia is grossly overrated as opposed to last year because remember there's no Kyle guy there's no Ty Jerome Nigel Johnson's no longer there they lost a lot and I think Tony Bennett's really trying to do I mean it's essentially a blow it up and try to rebuild it again you just can't do that unless you are used to the one and done things and unfortunately a school like Virginia there's no way they're going to get one and done players so ultimately they have to build up from the ground up. And I think it's going to be a while before they are competitive and challenging for a big t- or for an ACC title, much in the way Notre Dame's uh, languishing in mid-pack and not the back of the pack in the ACC. I mean, yes, uh, Notre Dame beat UCLA, but they also lost at home to Boston college, probably the worst team in the ACC. They nearly lost to Bellarmine to open the year. They should have lost to Toledo. And keep in mind, Tom, those were all home games for Notre Dame. Those are games they should have easily won. If they were going to make an impact in the ACC, those were games that they had to prove they could win. Now, granted, yes, the UCLA game was a good one. But if they do not have, I think, a win or a a near loss against Indiana today, I think we're looking at uh, very frustrated fans, and I'm starting to wonder if the boo boards are going to be saying that uh, we need to, the, the calls from Notre Dame Nation are going to be starting. And I'd love to have Rick Riggins tie on this as to whether or not the calls for firing are going to shift from Brian Kelly and they're going to go to Mike Bray.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, Rick has had a lot going on work wise, so he's not been able to join the, list the last couple of weeks. But yeah, I would love to have his take on that as well well let's go ahead and let's talk or as we uh, get ready for our next segment here we're getting ready to uh talk about the college football playoffs uh, ohio state obviously in the mix of that as we look at the college football playoffs the final four what are your thoughts
6: no question ohio state is the favorite right now i i, I they just is no weakness on this team now, granted they had a little bit of a rough going in the first out against wisconsin but if there's any questions of whether or not this team is number one, see, I think they pretty much put that to sleep in the second half, but they absolutely run, ran the Badgers over. And I just don't see any of the other three opponents really giving them much of a challenge at all. I think Oklahoma, yes, Jalen Hurts, is a great player, but beyond Jalen Hurts, what else does Oklahoma have to rot to hang their hat on? I just don't think there's a lot there. I mean, Looking ahead to the future, I mean, that's part of the reason why I think Lincoln Riley is continually being tied. I'd love to hear from your NFL guys uh, next hour as to what they think about Jason Garrett leaving, because I think if Jason Garrett is ousted as the Cowboys head coach, I think this is tailor-made, and they will hire Lincoln Riley as the next uh, Dallas Cowboys head coach if they do deed. Jerry Jones says no more uh, to Jason Garrett. Well, I think
1: that's a foregone conclusion, but maybe not. We've we've been here, done that before, got the T-shirt, got the hat. Uh, But I think we're to a point where uh, Jason Garrett is no longer safe outside of – uh, going to the Super Bowl or something like that, I, I can't see Jason Garrett with the Cowboys sticking around. And you're right, we always throw around Lincoln Riley, so we we will uh, see what happens with that particular uh, situation in that, in that scenario. So,
6: and the thing else, that's funny about
7: Cowboys,
6: they keep saying Urban Meyer's going to take that job. Why would Urban Meyer take a job where he's pretty much going to be under the control of Jerry Jones from pillar to post, much like Jason Garrett is. If urban Meyer is going to go to an NFL team, he wants to have some say in player decisions and, you know, the management, et cetera. And if he goes to Dallas, he won't get that. So I just don't think that would be a good partnership at all. I think Lincoln Riley is a guy that you can have some leverage over. And I think that would be the one match. I think that would work uh, for both sides. And I hate saying that, but unfortunately, until Jerry Jones says enough with being the general manager, but based on his podcast thoughts about hiring a general manager, I don't know if you heard those on Golic and Wingo within the last few weeks. That's probably not going to happen either. So I would say if indeed Jason Garrett is gone, they probably the only one that makes sense as far as being able to make it work in Dallas would probably be Lincoln Riley.
1: Well, absolutely, so we'll see how that plays out. But you're right, what what would be the purpose of Urban Meyer? I, I, everybody, we did the same thing with
6: John Gruden. Everybody talks no about Urban.
1: Not,
6: he'd have no say. That's not Urban Meyer's style.
1: No, you're absolutely right, Urban Meyer needs to have the final say. <laughs> uh, so, as we wrap it up, put a bowl on it here. Uh, Matthew Embry, WSVT, up at South Bend, our, our official IndyCar contributor. Uh, talking a little IndyCar uh, funny season. Uh, Junior John, uh, Johnson uh, passing away and uh, talking some college uh, football. Let's talk a little bit about IU and the Gator Bowl. What are your thoughts against the Tennessee Volunteers?
6: I mean, if. Indiana is going to end their losing streak in bowl games that dates back to the 1991 Copper Bowl, this is the opportunity. This is a very poor Tennessee team. I mean, it's the team that earlier this season lost to Georgia State at Nealand Stadium. If Indiana is ever going to eliminate that, of course, granted, they just lost. Didn't they lose their head coach to somewhere uh, recently or has been talked about going elsewhere?
1: All right. Indiana, as far as football?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, mean, he got, a, he good got good an extension. No, he got an extension that he accepted. So he's he's solid. okay.
6: Good. All right. So I'd say if you're ever going to get a victory in a bowl game, Tom, this is your chance to do it. I think the conditions would suit, but uh, you never know. Maybe Tennessee finds something. But I think if Indiana's going to win a bowl game, this is their best chance to do it.
1: Well, we'll certainly see what happens. Talking about Indiana, they're going to be looking for a new athletic director. What are your thoughts on that?
6: I think you need to be smart right now. Uh, You need to find someone that's trying to keep the momentum going. I mean, yes, it's a basketball school, but I think they gain the most money that could help the programs if they continue to build on that football program. And that's where the money, the big cash cow is, is football. It's not men's basketball anymore. So if they can get something going on the football program, that would be a big boost, I think, to that entire athletic program in terms of money in terms of being able to improve the facilities and start bringing in top level talent uh, to not just the men's basketball program but all the programs. I think that would help the whole uh, footprint of things uh, in general.. We'll to with and Matt by the way,, a- general, I don't mean Bob Knight, by the way. sorry. You cut out there at the very end. What did you say? And by general, I don't mean Bob Knight. <laughs>
1: Bob Knight's a legacy at IU, that's for sure. Matthew Embry, WSBT, our official uh, IndyCar contributor, talking some IndyCar funny season, what's going on uh, there in the passing of Junior Johnson in NASCAR. Uh, any final thoughts or words of wisdom there, Matthew?
6: You, you look at the scenarios right now, um, I think I'll be very curious to see what happens at Coin If they do indeed go with uh, two rookies, much like uh, what McLaren did, I don't think that's the way they should be going. I think they had something going with the Rookie of the Year and Perucci. But if Ferrucci does bold elsewhere with the engineering personnel that Coyne's lost this off season, I would not be surprised either. But uh, I think if indeed you have teams going with two rookies, I think McLaren and Corn are going to have some very tough times being competitive and they could plummet to the bottom back of the pack uh, quicker than you could say it. uh, if They're not careful. Well, let's talk a little bit real quickly
1: as we merge into the uh, uh, playoff season. Uh, Obviously, the Colts are out, uh, nothing to play for there, and I'll be at that game tomorrow just as a fan for the Panthers. Uh, But we look at the Baltimore Ravens and the AFC South. If they win uh, today, they will have home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. Are they the team that can finally uh, put the New England Patriots to rest in the playoffs?
6: Their defense is not good; is just not as good as it used to be. If it was the same level as it was when they won their two Super Bowls, I would say yes. But if Lamar Jackson has to do it all on his own, and granted, Lamar Jackson does not get the credit I believe that he deserves, I still don't think it's going to be enough. I think if anyone's going to eliminate the Patriots, your best bet is going to be with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Matthew Embrey,
1: WSBT Up South, been our official IndyCar contributor also. Uh, talking some college football and the passing you know, of Junior Johnson and NASCAR. Matthew, where can people find you working Masterpieces, sir?
6: M-A-T-T-E-M-B-U-R-Y on Twitter. And uh, don't forget, uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming up uh, with uh, WSBT. And if you have not downloaded the Sportsbeat app, please do so for the next week during the holiday season. Since we do not have weekday Sportsbeat, that's taking a week off until we get to Saturday in the bowl game. Uh, we will have a bowl preview, a two-hour bowl preview that will be on our Sportsbeat app. It will be available Sunday afternoon. So if you have not downloaded the WSBT Sportsbeat app, do so today. It's going to be a lot of information on that big matchup then a review of the Notre Dame season and a look ahead to the Campy World Bowl against Iowa State. So if you are a Notre Dame fan you don't have that app, download it. It's a perfect Christmas gift.
1: Absolutely. All right, Matt, you have yourself a good Christmas, and we'll talk with you soon.
6: Anytime, Tom. Happy holidays. You too.
1: Matthew Embry, WSBT up at South Bend, standing by in the balance green room, out of dividend. Super uh, Buckeyes fan going to be talking about their uh, playoff appearance, talking about the, the Buckeyes. Also, the Browns, the Ravens, what happens in this revenge game? We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. It's, by the way, Saturday before Christmas. Hello!
0: <laughs> All the way to California It's the Christmas You can't get hollow into Christmas Day It's the most wonderful time of year We're running mad with Christmas cheer Hey, what's troubling you, my friend? It's not fair if you're Jewish, Jewish Not fair if you're Jewish, Jewish Trade-o, trade-o, I made it out of clay You realize that Christmas ain't the only holiday Hey, he's right, who made these laws? Look, wait, here comes Santa Santa Claus Santa Claus Santa Claus
3: the air national guard is a reserve component of the united states air force and serves alongside active duty air force members in times of a national crisis in addition the air guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities the reason people join the air guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country money for college travel new job skills and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be a far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
6: I, it, I, I can't believe it. I've been playing 4-on-4 with a barber
0: quartet. Pass <laughs> the We're open, just pass
4: the ball. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance
5: with Geico.
0: Ah!
5: Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more unbelievable... Morning Face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning,
0: Good morning. guys. Good morning. Ah, what is oh, that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow. That went my eyes. They're
5: moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some.
3: Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home.
1: All right, welcome back to The Balance. Thank you to Matthew Embry, WSVT up in South Bend, our official IndyCar contributor. Also uh also talking to some Notre Dame and the Crossroads Classic. Uh, Joining us now. Super Buckeyes oh. fan, super Browns fan, super guy all around, Mr. Adam Jividin. How are you, sir? Oh, uh, we lost him. I'll try to get him back here. We lost. Oh, we got him back.
0: Hey, right, Tom. Adam, Sorry me, about Tom.
1: that. I what, what am. Can you hear me? <laughs> I am with you, brother. Are you ready for Christmas?
8: Uh, Yes. Yes, we are. Not at work, but with other things.
1: <laughs> so, is all the presents underneath the tree, 95.9% of them for Ollie? Um... Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: I knew it. You know what? Though I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the bachelor uh, uh, tag here. I haven't even put up my tree yet. That's on the agenda for tomorrow.
8: I well, get hey, I hey. Here's the thing, man. If you if you're really feeling the need, you you know, feel free to to pass a gift from Uncle Tom, and and Ollie will be sure to receive it with glee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sure he will. I'm sure he will, uh, but I I put my tree up tomorrow after the Colts game. After I get back from the Colts game, I had to get a new tree. It's a whole thing, it's a whole ordeal. But you know, when you're a bachelor, it's not that big of a deal. I got so most of the presents underneath the tree are going to be for my two dogs. <laughs> but I did, yep. but I did, I did buy myself a present. You know, I joined Amazon Prime. I know you've been a primer for a long time. I joined Amazon Prime because I'm like, well, all the cool kids are doing it, and I might as well do it too. So now I'm going crazy with it. Oh, I can do this on Prime. Oh, well, I can do this on Prime. <laughs> so I got, me, I got a, a present for myself, an Echo Dot. Do you have one of those or, or Alexa or any of those? I don't
8: have a Dot, but I have a, a, a different one,
1: yeah. So I'm going to have fun with that. We'll see what happens. I almost bought one. See, you know what happens when you buy one thing on Amazon? They tell you, well, you'll probably like this. And they're always right. They're never wrong. You are going to like
0: that.
1: (laughs) How do they know me? They just met me. But they have this treat thing for dogs. When it barks, it fires out dog treats. Oh, yeah,
8: I've seen that.
1: My dogs, my thinking is that thing will be empty in a day.
0: So,
8: I did not buy
1: that. <laughs> but it amazes me. They Netflix is the same way. They know exactly what movies I want to watch. So, I'm all ready for Christmas. And, you know. But, hey, Adam, here's what's going to happen after the show. I am headed to Greenwood, <laughs> south suburbs of Indianapolis. But now we're a national show. A lot of people may not know what, where Greenwood is. And I'm going to go see at the IMAX. Star Wars. Have you seen it? do give All me right.
7: Don't give me no spoiler.
8: I haven't. I haven't ah. yet. I'm, I've got a. I've got a three-year-old, so it's not easy.
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> is, is is your three-year-old Anakin? Unfortunately, <laughs> um, not. I'm Star Wars names. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I have another friend of mine, another colleague of mine, who is a big Star Wars fan. And saw it on Thursday night and went and bought another ticket for tonight. Uh, but that is really, 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 really good. So we'll see. And we're uh, with a group of friends. And one of the guys, Chris, he's a big Star Wars guru like you as well. So if he gives it a thumbs up, I'm good. I am just happy to be part of the flock now. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see what, what happens. Uh, Adam, let's get into the conversation at hand here. Obviously, uh, in the playoffs, Ohio State in the playoffs against Clemson. Talk with us a little bit about that before we get into some other uh, bowl games and conversations. Let's talk about your Ohio State Buckeyes. Break down this big game against Clemson because I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people out there that think that that Clemson could beat uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes by a thin margin.
8: Yeah, you know, I, I think everybody is basing like that off of the fact that in the last time we were in the playoffs, we did we we got we got killed thirty one to nothing, most embarrassing loss. Oh gosh, maybe of my lifetime. I don't know. Ninety seven Michigan State was really bad too. But I mean, the thing is, is like it's, it's stupid to go. Well, it, it, it could happen again, or it's going to happen again. Because this is an entirely different staff, it's an entirely different team. There's no similar players even on either roster. I think, I think from a, uh, from a roster perspective, <clears throat> Clemson is the Clemson and Ohio State are the two most talented teams in the country. I don't even think it's that close. I think the SEC was not nearly as good as everybody thinks it is. Like it is every year. Um, which means that LSU, I think, I think LSU is going to have issues with um, Oklahoma. I think LSU will ultimately prevail. But I think Clemson and Ohio State are the two deepest teams in the country. Here's the primary difference. The hardest team Clemson has played on their roster or on their schedule has been either Virginia or North Carolina. North Carolina almost beat them. They were a two-point conversion away from winning. I mean, everybody acts like Wisconsin being up on Ohio State is a big deal, which it was, but forget forget, almost winning. Ohio State didn't have anybody within 10 points and played four teams that are in the top 15 in the country. Well, Wisconsin twice. So, I, I, But I think – I think Ohio State being battle-tested, especially at that last three-week stretch where you had Penn State, then on the road against Michigan, then the Big Ten championship game of three consecutive weeks has really made this team battle-tested. And everything I'm reading, man, Clemson is cocky. They were excited to play Ohio State. I think Ohio State's going to come in ticked off. And if there's one thing that you never want to see, it is an angry, talented football team. So I think I could understand the arguments for Clemson winning last time that obviously they had the playoff last year. Trevor Lawrence made Alabama look like a high school team. Um, but I think this is a Ohio State's going to try to control the run game, control the ball with J.K. Dobbins, with Justin Fields. And their secondary has not been tested at all, let alone by guys as good as K.J. Hill, the all-time Ohio State receptions leader, and Benjamin Victor, and Chris Olave, and Garrett Wilson, and then Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end, who hasn't been used, hasn't had to be targeted a ton, but when he does, he comes through in the clutch. I mean, if you watch the Big Ten Championship game, he is the tight end that went across the middle and made that one-handed catch in the end zone that just made Joel Klatt go, stop it. Like, that's the I – mean, that's and he's like the fifth option, not even counting J.K. Dobbins out of the backfield. This Ohio State team is so deep. Here's what I think's going to happen. I think Ohio State's going to come out because they're kicked off and because they've had that level of intensity in the first half and lay it on Clemson. I do think Clemson's going to rally back, but I think – it's going to be too little, too late. And I've spent a lot of time breaking down these teams. And I've told you in the past when I think Ohio State has bad matchups, and I don't think this is one of them. I think Ohio State's the deepest team in the country, has the most talented team in the country. I think Clemson is number two. And I think I think if Clemson had played a tougher schedule, I would be uh, I, 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 I It's still a coin flip, but I would probably feel like with their experience, I would lean more towards Clemson, but they don't have experience this year. They're still playing a lot of young guys. They don't have that all-senior-laden defensive front line. So I think this game, and Chase Young, oh, Chase Young's going to get after it. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be the best game of the bowl season, and I think whoever wins this game wins the title. Like I don't even think – I think either one of these teams – especially with news out of uh, Baton Rouge that Clyde edwards helaire the um, talented uh, kind of grinding tailback for LSU, and he's Joe Burrow's, like, safety valve, he tore his hamstring. The word is he's out for the, for the playoff. So with him down, I think this is the title game. It's similar to the very first playoff when Ohio State played Alabama, and kind of the winner of that was going on to play Oregon, but a lot of people felt – that whoever won that game was going to be the one, and, and, and that's what happened. I, that's how I see this playing out. I think it's going to be a great game, um, a high, it, high scoring, but also good defense just because both of these teams can score so fast over the top. So I think it will be very, very close. I'm thinking somewhere in the vein of like as narrow as like 31-28 or even like 34-31. So, but I think it's going to be a field goal – uh, that decides it.
1: Talking with Adam in, uh, uh Super Buckeye fan, Super Brown fan, helping us break down the college football ball playoff picture. Let's talk a little bit on the other side of the fence here. Uh, Ohio State, uh, as you said, we think they're going to win this by a thin margin, but uh, Oklahoma and LSU and LSU is number one. LSU's had a great season, and and certainly Oklahoma earned their right, and they. Fought their way in. The blue collar of the two teams is Oklahoma, who comes out in this game. Let's break that game down. Oklahoma against LSU in the Peach Bowl.
0: Well, I
8: think, I think, LSU, I think LSU wins. Um, I'm just going to get that out of the way. Joe Burrow is better than Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. Jalen Hurts is good. Don't get me wrong, but especially in an Oklahoma offense, but I think LSU wins. LSU's defense is suspect, but so is Oklahoma's. I think the major difference is what happened this last week. And for those of you that didn't catch, Oklahoma had three starters get suspended for the bowl game. They're toast. Three starters defensively. Uh, No, it's one starter offensively and two defensively. They're toast. Mm -hmm. Um, Even with LSU losing their running back, Oklahoma doesn't – had to be full strength all of the horses. Because even if you go, okay, Oklahoma's best – um, option is C.D. Lamb at wide receiver, who's going to be a first-round pick. He's a lightning-in-a-bottle receiver. Well, LSU has two guys just as good on the outside, and and, I, and Burrow's better attacking downfield. So I think LSU wins. It also helps that this game's going to be played, you know, in the south, uh, so it's almost going to be like a home game for LSU. LSU fans travel really well. But I think this is going to be one of those things where I think LSU, um, they take care of business. I just don't think Oklahoma's defense can hold up at all, um, Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator for Oklahoma, who everybody was raving about at the beginning of the season when they were holding really crappy teams to low scores, it's been kind of shown it, as the stretch went you know went down the line that he's not a good defensive coordinator. Like he's okay, but he's not good. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, if you put Baylor, now granted Baylor tough, gritty team, different than Baylor teams in the past. They play good defense now with some with some shots of offense, you put Baylor against either LSU, Ohio state or, or um, Clemson and Baylor would get murdered. Like absolutely killed. It would not even be close. It'd be probably similar to the Ohio state Michigan game, but I don't even think they could score that much. Like it was, it, it would be rough and, and Baylor played Oklahoma close Twice. And the second time, they rallied with their third-string quarterback. Like, that's – and this isn't like a third-string quarterback. Like, I know as an Ohio State fan, I go, well, third-string quarterbacks can catch lightning in a bottle. Cardale Jones ain't standing on that sideline for Baylor. Like, that third-string quarterback was all right, but, like, he made, like, a few, like, good throws against wide-open defense. So, I just don't think Oklahoma has the defensive forces to do anything. Um, especially losing three starters this week. It'll – I think Oklahoma will make it, like, it'll be exciting for about a half, and then I think it's just second half LSU is just going to pull away.
1: So, Adam, so we're in uh, agreement, one would say, uh, between uh, Ohio State and LSU in the, in the championship matchup. Who wins? I know you're going to say Ohio State. Well – let's, let's, I mean, a little
8: cheese there. <laughs> I got I to take my boys. I, think, I, I, I do think, I do think here's, here's where, when you're talking Ohio State LSU, LSU's defense has been a suspect all year. A lot of people are like, well, but they held Georgia to only three points. Georgia's offense is hot trash. I don't understand why people assume that just because Georgia had a high ranking, which I've told you how many weeks ago Georgia was overrated. I think it was like week six. If, if not earlier, uh, probably preseason. But I, I, I don't – I don't think Georgia's good at, at all offensively. They're terrible. So for, for LSU to hold them to three points, like whoop-de-doo. Um, I think I, – I've said it all season, and I'm not and, – and granted, they're my ride-or-die guys, but I will, I will tell it like it is. If they don't have it, they don't have it. I think this year they have it. I also think there is a significant difference. Because everybody's like, well, Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda's a great defensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator for LSU. Do you remember the last time that Dave Aranda played, Ellis, or played uh, Ohio State, Tom? The score was 59 Nine. to nothing.
1: Yeah, I remember it was a big to high to score game. I couldn't remember.
8: Dave Aranda was the defensive coordinator for Wisconsin when Ohio State beat them 59 to 0. I don't think it's going to be that bad, but I think Ohio State, like I said, the winner of Clemson, Ohio State, wins the title. I don't even think it's – Ohio State's going to win. Um, I think it's going to get you – know, it'll be a good game, but I think Chase Young, one of his best friends, happens to be Joe Burrow. They roomed together when they were at Ohio State, uh, and I think what's going to happen is Chase Young is going to go out on a high note, um, I think a few other of our, of our seniors, like K.J. Hill, um, Malik Harrison, um, Damon Arnett, are going to have great games. And the question is going to be, after this, after this season, the question is going to be, where does Ryan Day rank in the list of college coaches? And I think you have to would put him. At worst, even after just one season, at worst at third, behind Dabo and Saban.
1: Talking without a dividend, Super Buckeyes stand, Super Browns stand. Let's move over to the NFL and your Browns revenge game hosting the Baltimore Ravens, who are hot. If they win today, uh, they will control the AFC uh, home uh, field advantage. Hopefully, they're the team. They can finally uh, put the New England Patriots uh, to bed in the playoffs moving forward. But revenge game, uh, the Baltimore Ravens are coming in to the dog pound, and they are not happy campers.
8: No, and here's, here's my take on the Browns. I've had to say this in years past in hopes for a draft, you know, higher draft slotting. I want the Browns to lose to the Baltimore Ravens. Here's why. I want Freddie freaking kitchens out of town. <laughs> this dude I knew that was like, he's, I
1: knew that he's was so
8: bad. Like he's like here's the thing is, is if if he if we had the schedule that we have right now and we had wins over Seattle and the Rams and the we've beaten one good team. That was Baltimore on the road. Looking back, I don't even know how. But like we've lost to the freaking Broncos badly to their third string quarterback. We just lost to the three and nine Cardinals. And if you watch that game, it wasn't even close. We have some good coaches. I think Tosh Lupoy on the defensive line, good, good young coach. Stunt Mitchell's done awesome with the running backs. Adam Henry's done solid with the receivers, considering they've been like banged up all year. The rest of them, <clears throat> The whole defensive staff, you've got one of the most talented rosters in the league, and Steve Wilkes can't get his head out of his butt, giving everybody a 15-yard cushion when it's like a third and two. I, I just – I don't understand. I want them all out on a rail. Like – and, and here's the thing. Is I was talking to one of my friends and before the Cardinals game, and he said – we said the reports out of Cleveland were that we were going to keep Freddie, but – um, something bad needed to happen. Well, then we lost to the Cardinals. And I'm like, all right, let's let bad things keep happening. So let's go ahead and nah, lose nah. to Baltimore. And you know what? Lose to the Bengals. I don't care. We just need Freddie gone because we need a real coach. Well, we wonder
1: that's, uh, Freddie Kitchens falls under that category. What were you thinking, uh, W2F? Uh, real quickly, and before I let you go here, uh, talking about uh, some uh, coaches on the hot seat, it's, it's, it's almost a foregone exclusion that, that Jason Garrett's out from the Cowboys. And I, a lot of people say it's one of two guys, Lincoln Riley or Urban Meyer. And one would think it's not Urban Meyer because, well, Urban Meyer likes to have the final say, and we know that won't happen with the Dallas Cowboys. So that leaves uh, Lincoln Riley to the Cowboys. What are your thoughts?
8: I think he could take it. It's going to take a whole bag of money, but we know that Jason – Jason uh, – not Jason Jones um, – Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones will will definitely pay it. I, I just don't know if he they wants to leave college for the front. Cowboys. Right, exactly. I, I just I don't know if he wants to leave college. I don't know if Lincoln Riley wants to go to college where you're going to have overwhelmingly high expectations and an owner that really just doesn't see clearly. Um, I wouldn't want that Cowboys job, but there's also only 32 of them, so. I think what's going to happen is I think you're going to have. I don't think it's urban either. I don't think urban and Jerry Jones are a good fit at all. Um, I think I think they're going to have to settle for somebody that that is not a big name. Or if they do, they're going to wildly overpay for that big name. Um, so I don't know. I could it could it, could Lincoln Riley go? Sure, but I don't. I, I at this point with all these vacancies. I don't really know until they're all open and we know who's available. I don't know if you can pin it, but I just know the Cowboys, they do this every year. It's kind of like the New York Knicks, When the New York Knicks at like the beginning of a, an offseason are like, we're going to get Kevin Durant and LeBron, and they settle for like Marcus Morris. Like that's what's going to happen with, with the Cowboys. It's not going to be like their choice one, two, three, or four. Um, it's going to be somebody that, that we don't know. Maybe somebody like a Dan Campbell from New Orleans, but I think that's, that's the extent of it.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see how things play out. And you know, I mistakenly said that they, that the uh, 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 Ravens play today. They play tomorrow. So that's uh, that's on me. That's my bad. My yeah. Bad. So we
8: just we just get a day to wait to lose. It's fine. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, all right. Uh, Adam, Jimmy, and Super Buckeyes, Dan, Super Browns fans, join us. Thank you, buddy, for joining us. And I hope you guys have a very merry
8: Christmas, sir. Thanks, buddy. You too, Tom. All right.
1: Adam Jividen joins us in talking some college football. The Ohio State Buckeyes uh, coming back in the on the other side is we've got uh, Ed Kraft, speedwriter writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, the NSI.com, joins us in helping us break down and make this playoff uh, NFL playoff picture a little bit clearer. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. Tonight is the seventh night of Hanukkah, and here to sing a Hanukkah
0: song is... Adam Chandler. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, thanks very much. Um, Well, uh, when when I was a kid, uh,
8: this time of year always always made me feel a little left out because... uh, uh, in school there were so many Christmas songs and all us Jewish kids had was the song Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. Uh, so uh, I wrote a brand new Hanukkah song for you Jewish kids to sing and I hope you like it.
0: <clears throat> Put on your yarmulke Here comes Hanukkah
3: So much funukkah To celebrate The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
6: Okay, okay. I can't believe it. I've been playing 4-on-4 with a barber quartet. <Hakateke> pass
0: the ball, pass the road. We're open, just pass
4: the ball. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance
5: with Geico.
0: Yeah. Shoo, the James, Jay,
5: Believe it, Skycar could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Morning, face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Good
0: morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks.
5: Run.
0: No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. <laughs> Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, that are in my eyes. We're moving.
5: It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some.
3: Get 20% off IKEA Sultan and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home.
1: Hey, welcome back to The Balance, one hour in the books. Thank you to Matthew Embry our official IndyCar contributor from WSBT up in South Bend. Joining us to talk a little bit about what's going on in the funny cars funny season. I'm sorry, not funny car. That's a different race series. Funny season in the off season of IndyCar. Talks about uh, TK not having a ride, still no ride with uh, for James Hinchcliffe. Maybe he's set out a year to go to NASCAR and also the passing of Junior Johnson, uh, NASCAR legend. And, of course, Got some Notre Dame uh, with him, of course. Well, he's with the flagship station of Notre Dame. And then, uh, Rick, I mean, then Adam Jevedon. Rick was not able to join us today. He's had a lot going on with work over the last couple weeks, but uh, he will be joining us again soon. Uh, but Adam Jevedon, Super Buckeye fan uh, and Super Browns fan, talking with us about, well, believe it or not, he says that he wants the Browns to lose to the Ravens and to the Bengals so they can – uh, throw out the kitchen sink. Joining us now, uh, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles at com, our official NFL contributor. Good morning to you, sir. How are you?
4: Hey, I'm terrific, Tom. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. Uh, happy Hanukkah to all Hi, your you listeners, and happy Kwanzaa, too. <laughs> happy
1: Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. That's why they call it the holidays,
4: plural. Uh, you're not Jewish, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not
1: too. Okay, I didn't. I didn't think I, so. I just. I didn't know if you were or not. Uh, you know, sometimes you never know. No. It doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, yeah, because I was going to ask you if you work. I don't really understand the Hanukkah how it works because I'm not Jewish. But uh, yeah, you're. You're right. It is Hanukkah too. Adam Sandler was singing about it at the, at the beginning of the break. Are you Are you ready for Christmas?
4: Not really. Uh, <laughs> i've been I've been kind of busy myself here uh it, it, but it's always the way it is around Christmas for me and you know when you, when you cover the n f l it's hard to get a lot of Christmas shopping done you have to pick your spot so I will probably brave you know one of the big box stores today, like a Walmart or Target or something and uh, I can't imagine what that mayhem is gonna look like the Saturday before Christmas, but uh you know it is what it is, and i have to I have to get out there and do it well, I found a
1: new bestie. And I have not had to step foot in a single store and I'm done. Amazon Prime and I are tight.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm a primer man. I'm part I'm part of the Prime plot now. I had not I asked him, that I've I've ordered stuff off of Amazon many times, but this week I, I joined Amazon Prime. I became part of the elite force of so Amazon Prime. It's amazing. And I was talking to Adam about this. It's amazing when you buy something; they know exactly what you. I was just thinking
0: about that. How do they know? <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, I did. I get. I'm getting all uh, in the weeds here, but I did buy myself one of those Echo dots. Do you have one of those? Do you know what I'm talking about?
4: Uh, I have a Google no. Play. Uh, it's saying
1: starting to flash right? as I Alexa or what? Yeah, yeah. Alexa or whatever. So I've I've never bought one of those before, but I I got one of those because when I joined Prime, it gave me a discount. So I got it, like, relatively cheap. And then amazing, they showed me another gadget because I have dogs. How'd they know I have dogs? I have no idea. I didn't say anything about dogs. But they knew that I like dogs, and I have dogs. There's a a little thing that when it barks, it throws out treats. I didn't buy it, though, because it would be, (laughs) with my dogs, it would be empty in a day. But it, it it is kind of cool. Uh, but so I, I I'm like I've got packages coming every day this week, and I'm not even putting my tree up till tomorrow after after the Colts game. That's the life of the bachelor. I didn't get a whole new tree; it's the whole thing, man. So I digress.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, do, you, do you use an artificial tree or a real tree? Well, I have used real trees in the past, but they're kind of a pain in the in the in in the butt. Uh, So I went with a pre-lit artificial tree, six-foot-tall spruce. I ordered it. I have to go pick it up today. (laughs) So I'm going to do that after the Star Wars movie. I'm going to go see the Star Wars movie at IMAX, so it should be uh, pretty cool. So I'm going to put the the tree up after the game tomorrow because – Well, I'm a fan and already had tickets to the game, so why not not go? But we're playing for nothing. So let's get into the NFL talk. We'll start with the Philadelphia Eagles. You guys are still in the hunt. Unlike the Indianapolis Colts, what say you, sir?
4: Yeah, Colts are done. Colts are out. The Eagles, they probably, well, I I don't know. I mean, I think they could rise up and beat the Cowboys, but they have to win. Otherwise, Dallas will celebrate their second straight NFC East title on the the home field of the Eagles, which wouldn't sit well, obviously, for Eagles fans. Um, so the Eagles need to win to keep their season meaningful heading into next week against New York. And if they win next week, uh, they would be the champs of the NFC East. But getting past Dallas is going to be uh, a big challenge, of course. Uh, you know, the Eagles have lost four in a row to Dallas. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, their running back, is 5-0. and zero. Uh, in games that he's played against the Eagles, and he's had four games where he's gone over 100 yards in those games. Uh, I know there's been, you know, some talk out of Dallas that Dak Prescott has the AC joint sprain. I'm sure he'll take an extra shot, of painkiller uh, in that shoulder. He'll probably be just fine, um, you know, to be able to throw the ball downfield to, you know, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup has really become a big weapon. Uh, this season for the Cowboys. So on paper, you know, the Cowboys are better. I mean, even Jason Garrett, their head coach is seven and two in games against the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. So, um, you know, all so- signs point to a Dallas win. You look at the Eagles offense, they're going in there with, you know, three healthy wide receivers. Again, you know, one's a rookie, two of them are from the practice squad within the last couple of weeks. They're using a practice squad running back in Boston, Scott. And you know, those guys have played actually pretty well. They just don't have that experience, that big game experience, except for the last two weeks that the Eagles had to win. Uh, And and some of those guys have stepped up. Um, uh, But, you know, I kind of like – all week I was thinking I'd like the Cowboys to win this game, but it was on Friday when I started to kind of switch my my thinking a little bit and just kind of remember back to 2017 when no one gave the Eagles a chance at all. And so many of those games, they were underdogs in every playoff game they played, and uh, they found a way to win. So – you know, I think they're probably going to use that as a rallying cry. You know, hey, nobody's giving us any respect. Everybody's picking us to lose. And, uh, you know, maybe they can draw up on some of those memories because their key veterans are still around from that 2017 Super Bowl. So, you know, maybe for one game they're able to kind of rise up and fuel, uh, you know, use that as fuel to beat the Cowboys. And I I think they will. My question is now, (laughs) after doing that, can they beat the Giants in New York yesterday after being taken to overtime against them at home on a Monday night? So, uh, but one game at a time, and I think for some for some reason, my gut's telling me the Eagles are going to find a way uh, to win this game.
1: You know, talking about the Cowboys, I think it's a, and, and I mentioned this in the last segment with Adam, but I think it's a foregone conclusion, at least we would think so, that Jason Garrett has punched his last ticket to his his, his last get out of jail card with uh, Jimmy Johnson or J- Jerry, J- sorry, uh, the owner of the of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, sorry. Too, too many jades yeah. going on around here. Uh, obviously, he has a a, a a couple armored trucks behind him, but I just don't think that he's going to stick behind Jason Garrett, especially uh if they if they don't manage outside of maybe going to the Super Bowl. I don't see it happening. So uh, things that have been talked around the rumor mill, you got Urban Meyer and you got Lincoln Riley, and a lot of people know that uh with the with the Dallas Cowboy coach, you're never going to have the last word, and that's not Urban Meyer style. So that kind of opens up the door for Lincoln Riley and Lincoln Riley's going to ask for a buttload of money, which he can get at the Cowboys. So what are your thoughts Jason Garrett probably done at the Cowboys who comes in and, and, uh, picks that, uh, that, uh, baton up and, and,
4: and, and tries to uh, start a new era for the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, Garrett's been there 10 years, you know, that's a pretty long time for any coach. You know, Andy Reid was in silly for 14 and, Uh, You know, you just get a little fatigued if you're a fan of that franchise, Uh, you know, so many years with the same head coach. uh, Eventually, you know, that shelf life expires. And, uh, you know, barring a Cowboys run to maybe even the NFC championship game, maybe that saves Garrett's job. But if he gets into the Super Bowl, I think he'll come back, Um, you know, just because he'll have gotten into the Super Bowl. And, you know, Dallas has won three playoff games in the last 25 years. So, you know, even winning one, Might be enough, but I don't know. I think he is certainly on the hot seat. I think it's going to take a a run into the Super Bowl, maybe the NFC Championship game, to save his job. And you're right, Jerry's got a big, you know, armor car that he can unload on some new head coach. And you know, maybe it's a college guy. He had success with Jimmy Johnson bringing him in from college uh, back in the '90s, and that was really the last time the Cowboys had any any success. So you know, maybe he goes that route again, but. You know, you look at the NFC East in general, and, you know, you could have a coaching change in Dallas. You're probably going to have one in New York. I don't think Pat Sherman's is coming back. And the Redskins already fired their coach, Jay Gruden, and they're using an interim guy in Bill Callahan. He won't be the head coach. So you could possibly have three new head coaches in the NFC East. And one of the names being mentioned in New York is the Baylor coach, Matt Rule, uh, who used to coach at Temple. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting offseason to kind of keep an eye on what the NFC East does, and, and especially the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want to talk
1: with you a little bit about the AFC South. Uh, uh, as far as the AFC goes, it looks like the Baltimore Ravens have, has a controlling hand on that. And if they win tomorrow against uh, the Browns, and Adam Jevon hopes that happens, talking about uh, coaches on the on the hot set, he hopes that, that, that they lose out uh, so that it's quite apparent that they need to get rid of uh, Freddie Kitchens. But with the Ravens, Uh, if the Ravens win, they'll control that and maybe they can put a rest to the uh, for the first time in a long time to the uh, Patriots in the playoffs. But the AFC South, even though I'll be at that game tomorrow and have fun because, hey, it's fun. It's As a fan, you're going to go as a fan and the the Panthers and my son was going to come in, but he's not going to be able to come in uh, just too close to Christmas, but uh, I'm still going uh, to the game. Uh, He's already had tickets. Doesn't mean anything, but it's going to be fun to, to watch, but at the same time, this might be a game that the Colts could win. Uh, the, the Panthers are starting out their new quarterback uh, gear, uh, which was a, 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 did very well in, in West Virginia, uh, did well in the college ranks, but it gets his first NFL uh, start uh, tomorrow uh, against the Colts. And the Colts have caught, got some people coming back. Uh, even though it doesn't mean anything, it's, it's a feel-good morale win. And the Panthers are sucking right now. So this might be a good opportunity at least to end strong at home tomorrow with the Colts.
4: Yeah, you always want to see your team win, even if it means, you know, draft, you know, falling down in the draft order a little bit, you know, uh, you know, going from maybe, you know, 12th to 15th or 16th. If you win this time of year, I have no idea uh, where the draft where the Colts sit in the draft right now. Um, you know, I've seen all these crazy mock drafts already, which to me is ridiculous. <laughs> people are actually doing mock drafts in December when you don't even know the order uh, of the teams that are going to be picking. So, uh, uh, of course but it it, you know, the, the debate. <laughs> I know, I know I I don't really get involved with it. There's too much uh, other things going on, but yeah, it's it's always fun to see a, a, a game, you know, especially if you're a fan of a team. I mean, it doesn't matter if your team's sitting there at four and 10 or whatever or, uh, in the playoff on, you know, it's, NFL football is a fun, fun game to watch. And you'll see, like you said, the debut of the Panthers quarterback, Will Greer, uh, from West Virginia. I followed West Virginia, having covered that team for years um, at one point, uh, that football team. So, I, you know, I kind of watch them a lot or as much as I can. So he, he's pretty good, Will Greer. I, I like the career he had. I think he, you know, he threw some interceptions, but a lot of college quarterbacks do. Um, doesn't mean he can't be successful in the NFL if he gets the right coaching. And we'll see if he's the guy going forward uh, for the Panthers. You know, they have Cam Newton still sitting there. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him in the off season. And the Colts have Jacoby Brissett. You, you know, you wonder what the Colts are going to do at quarterback. I, uh, I know you sent me a, a link to a story that said the Colts need a new quarterback, and uh, it's hard for me to refute that. But you know, you have to keep in mind. I think Brissett didn't he have a, a knee injury during the season, cost him a yeah, few games. Yeah, he and, did. Uh, you know, cool. he, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, had we
0: not had to me,
4: um, somebody at your door. Was that your doorbell? No, I
1: I uh, popped on the screen on my laptop, and it you, you know those stupid ah. pop-ups they start playing, so I had to I quickly mute my my <laughs> laptop. That's my fault.
4: My bad. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Yeah, I did. I thought it was somebody was at the door bringing you. I thought it was Amazon Prime delivering you another package. Um, <laughs> I got. <him. laughs> you know what's gonna happen one of these days? i got to
1: no, I was just going say, what's going to happen is hey, one of these nights I'm going, be, I'm going to be sitting at home just doing nothing, uh, watching Netflix and drinking uh, my bourbon, and the next day I'm going to start getting packages at the door. I'm going to be like, what the heck? Where'd this come from? Damn <laughs> Amazon Prime, damn you! You knew exactly what I wanted
4: when I wanted it. Go ahead.
1: Oh, go, yeah. go ahead. <laughs>
4: Uh oh I just go want to ahead. say, you know, the Eagles used to have a the Eagles used to have a fullback named Owen Schmidt who played at West Virginia years ago and him and I would talk in the locker room and uh he would say the same thing. He would do a lot of uh, drunk bidding on ebay. He would get drunk at the end of the night and go on ebay <laughs> and bid on things he goes, I got stuff showing up at my front door. I have no,
1: no recollection
4: of ordering. Uh so that, you know, it's just reminding me of that story. Yeah, that's, um th- that's me. Yeah. But I was saying about Brissett, you know, like, do the Colts need another quarterback? And, I, you know, I guess you could say they do. But, you know, he did have that MCL injury during the course of the year. And, you know, you don't know how that affects the player physically and mentally, how, how beat up he is with that injury. If he's not doing things differently mechanically to protect that injury, you know, so, you, you know, you don't know how a quarterback – Deals with injuries like that So, you know, it, clearly He hasn't had the kind of year that Colts had hoped Or that he even maybe had yes uh, last year um, So that's going to be a, a position they're going to really have to Evaluate in the off season To see which direction they should go I'm not sure you take a uh, Spend a first round pick on a quarterback But you, you might want to take one kind of high To bring in to kind of develop and, and, and maybe eventually win the job Through training camp um, That's probably if I was in their shoes and Frank Wright, that's probably the way I'd approach it.
1: What are your thoughts about the Jacksonville Jaguars firing Tom Coughlin? Uh, certainly a longtime legend within the NFL organization, and they thought they had gotten the 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 diamond, if you will, the diamond in the rough when they hired him. But because he spoke out against the players' uh, uh, union, if you will, they said, yeah, see yeah. What are your thoughts?
4: Well, I mean, he was doing things kind of illegally. Yeah, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of doing things uh, illegally, really. I mean, he was finding guys for missing treatment when, you know, in the CBA they don't have to necessarily take treatment in the facility. So, you know, he he was kind of going against what the CBA states. And, um, you know, (laughs) there were a few Jaguar players that won – Cases against the uh, the Jaguars for fines and uh, different punishments that they received because Coughlin was doing it wrong and you know it's probably the end of the line for Coughlin. He's he's you know he's older. I think he's around seventy years old and he's an, definitely an old school guy and uh, you know he really didn't do a whole lot with the Giants late in his career too. It was kind of to me surprising when the Jaguars hired him. I know you know he built that franchise in Carolina when the Carolina Panthers. Uh, entered the league. He, he was, he was, um, you know, instrumental in kind of getting them pointed in the right direction. Um, And maybe he'll get into the hall of fame for that, but kind of late in his career here, he really hasn't uh, distinguished himself very well. And uh, I, I give credit to the owner of the Jaguars for firing him when he did. And I don't often give credit to the owner of the Jaguars because I think they're a misrun organization from the very top, which is, which is him. the, The con guy, I can't remember his, his first name, but, uh, but uh, you know, I think they've just been kind of a misrun organization. But I give him credit for firing Coughlin. Coughlin deserved to get fired for some of the things he did there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll let's talk about the
4: games today, the games that matter. You know, uh, this
1: first game up, the Texans and the Buccaneers. Today I would have been rooting for the Buccaneers had the Colts been still alive because I needed the, I needed the Texans and the, <laughs> the Titans to split. Sorry. That's not going to happen. So AFC South, the Texans against the bucket and in all the games today, I think are games that really matter and they're really playing for something. A lot of times when we get to this time of year, you got teams uh players, you got uh, people who are just uh, teams that just aren't given a hundred percent because they know where they're at. But we have a lot of games today. We have a few games today that really matter. And this, uh, this game, the Texans and the Buccaneers really does matter because uh, they, they have the Titans on their, on their, on their back
4: end there. Yeah. Um, you know, in the Bucks, you know, you're familiar with Bruce Arians from his time in Indy. I mean, that that guy. Sure. Can, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I have a lot of respect for that guy and what he's done in every stop he's been in the NFL. You know, now look what he's doing with uh, J- Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, the Bucks have won four in a row, and uh, you know, we saw Bruce Arians help Carson Palmer uh, turn his career around, and I think you're seeing it to an extent with Jameis Winston, and. I know Winston's thrown a lot of interceptions. I think he's got 24 of them, which is nuts, but he's also thrown 30 touchdowns, which I mean, that's a lot, you know? Uh, so, I mean, he's kind of starting to turn Jameis Winston's career around. And I think you're going to have to, if you're the Bucks, you're going to have to look at what you're going to do with Winston. Are you going to, uh, put a franchise tag on him or a transition tag because you know his contract is up at the end of the season so they're not going to let him walk out the door they're going to do something with him I don't think they'll extend them in a long-term deal but they could put the franchise tag on him and and let Arians continue to work with him um, you know the Bucks are dangerous four wins in a row that like you said the Texans need to win they uh, they had the big win last week against Tennessee and they just can't afford to lay an egg now not with that division still kind of up for grabs and um, you know, a playoff spot, even up for grabs. So, uh, you know, it's a big game and it's going to be in Tampa where it'll probably be warm, um, but it could be a shootout and that could be a fun game to watch.
1: we got the bills at the Patriots. It's never fun. This in December to go play uh, at new England. It's never fun to play in new England at home anyway, but you, uh, we got we got the we got the Bills and the Patriots. Bills have uh, or what I would call our surprise team or our sleeper team of of the year. Uh, a lot of people when we were just started talking about the Bills at the beginning of the season. Certainly didn't think we'd be talking about them in the in the way that we are now. They have they have the Patriots, uh, but again, you know, looking past today and and next week, uh, it's almost certain that the, that the Ravens and the Patriots are going to meet each other on the battlefield. So what are your thoughts about the Patriots as we end off this season? And there's even been rumors that that Tom Brady's ready to call it quits.
4: Well, I know how much you love the Patriots, Tom. Um, Yes. I Uh, love them. Love. (laughs) I know know you do. Sarcasm.
0: Uh,
4: Well, exactly. Yeah, hit the sarcasm button. Uh, But the Buffalo Bills, if they win this game, I mean, they're going to have the same record as New England, and they're going to have split in the division. I don't know who – you know, if both teams, if the bills win, and then both teams win next week, I don't know who wins that division. Uh, uh you know, I know the tiebreaker, the first one is head to head, which of course they would be even. And then after that, it comes down to record within the division. I don't know what that is. And then after that it's common opponents record against common opponents. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think the bills, if they win, could, could kind of steal this division from the Patriots. Uh but they have to win, and that's that's the rub. I mean, I think they can win, uh, but to do that, they're going to have to take care of the football. You know, the Patriots are, are plus are 24 in take takeaway-giveaway department, which is crazy. Uh, you know, they were plus three when they beat the Bills, 16-10, six, I think it was, all the way back in uh, week four. Um, so if the Bills can take care of the ball and get uh, their quarterback, Josh Allen, to do just enough, and that defense is certainly good enough to – uh, to keep Brady in check. And, and Brady, like you said, with retirement possibly, you know, he's done a good job of keeping himself in check. He hasn't looked good. He's looked slow. Um, he looked, he's looked inaccurate. Um, but you know, again, he doesn't have the weapons either. I mean, outside of, of Edelman uh, he really doesn't have a lot. I know they've got Mohamed Sanu in a trade, um, but he hasn't been as big a factor I don't think as the Patriots had hoped. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have Gronkowski anymore, his security blanket. So Brady has looked very mortal. And at 42 years old, you wonder uh, if he will hang it up. I think he should hang it up. Um, but, listen, I mean, that guy can play as long as he, he wants, as long as he feels he's effective, he's earned it. And to have him get back to that level, uh, the Patriots would like to see. They're going to have to get him some weapons. They're going to have to go into the off season and draft some guys, sign some guys as free agents, uh, and keep them together through training camp and let them work together. Uh, it's going to be an interesting watch in New England this year to see exactly how how it transpires. And they may be watching uh, as a dethroned AFC East champion if the Bills can find a way to win and win next week. Again, I don't know what the tiebreaker situation would do, but maybe the Bills still have a chance to win this division if they can win today. Well, and
1: you know, I would love to see Tom Brady retire. It, it, wouldn't he look good in a gold jacket? I mean, I'm just thinking, let's – Let's get that jacket on him sooner than later.
7: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking with uh, Ed, Five Crash, years, I think. Rider for, yeah. Man,
1: I think it's five years, yeah. Certainly a first-round Hall ho- of ho- 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 Famer, uh, which is fun. Yeah. But at least yep. we don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> uh, the uh, right. uh, Ed Kraft, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, com, our official NFL contributor. One more game to talk about today, and that's the Rams and the 49ers. Again, games that really mean something
4: uh,
1: out there on the West Coast. But, man, the
4: 49ers, man, they're right there. Yeah, yeah. They're coming off a really bad loss against the Falcons. Um you know, a week ago. But, you know, even the good teams stumble late, and that kind of maybe gives them some focus and say, hey, you know, we got to redouble our our efforts here and really buckle down. You know, it's December. We got two games left. We want to head into the playoffs playing our best football. So let's put that loss behind us, chalk it up to just kind of a, you know, a a clunker and maybe a little bit of loss of focus because they were doing so well. Uh, And and let's go out and and beat the Rams. And I think they will. I think the Rams kind of after what they did in Dallas last week, I think they kind of see that they really don't have much chance at a playoff spot. I know they're still kind of in the hunt, um, but they need the Vikings who are one of the wildcard teams right now to lose. The Vikings already have two wins. The Rams have eight. So you need the Vikings to, to lose out. And, you know, they play the Packers. Uh, I think it's Monday night. So the Vikings could certainly lose that game, uh, but the Rams need a lot of help to get in. And I think, They've kind of given up on that. They went to the Super Bowl last year. Uh, This has been a disappointing year for them. Um, And I think the 49ers will kind of get back to business. I think they just chalk up that loss last week to just, you know, a game that they let get away. They didn't focus well enough, and I think they'll get back on track. I think the 49ers, to me, in an NFC that's pretty crowded with good teams, I think they're the best team uh, in the NFC, and I expect them to get on track tonight against the Rams.
1: Well, absolutely. Ed Kratz, beat Rider for the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you so much, Ed, uh, for joining us. Uh, what's uh, any uh, big plans for the Christmas?
4: Uh, uh, is your kids at home? What's what's going on? Well, my son, I pick him up at the airport tonight. He flies in from uh, from Alabama on a night flight, so I'm going down to the Philly airport to grab him. and. Uh, And then we'll uh, just kind of hang out. Tomorrow's a busy day for me. Obviously, the Cowboys are in town, so I'll be busy with that game. But, uh, you know, then after that, uh, you know, just kind of trying to kick back and spend some time with him, my daughters, my wife, and uh, get as much family time as possible because, you know, you know how quick it goes, Tom.
3: uh, uh, Oh, I know. Once they move out.
4: uh, Yeah, yeah. So you (laughs) kind of take these times and you try to, you know, cherish them and, make as much out of them as you can. That's kind of my goal. It's just, you know, plenty of, plenty of good family time these next few days.
1: So your son's not turning into a Roll Tide guy, is he? You now that he's down there
4: in Birmingham. He? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, he might be more a War Eagle guy. He might be more with the, the – tide he's right in the middle between uh, Alabama and Auburn. And uh, Actually, you know what? He, he's been to a couple UAB games, to tell you the truth. Uh, right there in his backyard is the campus of Alabama Birmingham, and they're in a bowl game. They're playing in the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, I don't absolutely. know when, but UAB had a pretty nice season. They canceled their program for a while, and uh, they have yeah. brought it back and they have built it up to the point where they I think they have nine wins. So he's going to you know he's going to a couple of games to see them play, and he really likes you know that atmosphere. Um, you know those Tide games, they pull in eighty thousand, and so does Auburn, but UAB's facility is a little bit smaller, so. Uh, You know, I think he kind of enjoys that part of it. Ed Crack, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles at
1: SI.com, our official NFL contributor. Ed,
4: I wish you a very Merry Christmas, sir. Thank you, Tom. Merry Christmas to you and your family. I hope you get a lot of good quality time and downtime and enjoy yourself. Be safe. You too. You too. Thank you.
1: Ed Kraft. Ed Kraft joining us. My name is Tom Markle, Cell President. We'll be right back, last half hour, with from the BS Sports Show, and Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast as we continue our conversation about the College Bowl games. And, well, what's going on in the NFL?
2: Between the two of you, I'd take the seasick Crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty stunk.
3: The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be a far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103. Or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
6: Okay, okay. I can't believe it. i been playing 4-on-4 with a barbershop or tech. Pass the ball, pass
0: the rock. We're open, just pass
4: the ball. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds
0: of dollars on my car insurance
5: with Geico. Yeah. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda.
0: Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh my god, it talks! No, it! Hungry! Save the children! Save Stay back! I've got me. are my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason,
3: and there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan and mattresses. IKEA, love your home.
1: Hey, welcome back to The Balance, the final half hour of the show this Saturday uh, before Christmas. Thank you so much to Matthew Embry, WSBT up in South Bend, our official IndyCar contributor, also talking a little Notre Dame football and Notre Dame Crossroads Classics. We'll get into that and in more in just a moment. To Adam Jeveden, super uh, uh, Browns fan, Buckeyes fan, talking about the Buckeyes in the uh, uh, playoffs, the college football playoffs and. For the first time, we've heard Adam say that he wants the uh, Browns to lose out so that it becomes very apparent that the Browns need to throw out the kitchen sink. And also, Ed Kratz just joined as beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, SI.com, uh, talking with us a little bit about the uh, playoff picture as it, as it begins to take shape. But Joining us now, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and Mo from the BS Sports Show joins us. Tony, how are you, sir?
9: Hey, good morning, guys. How we doing?
1: Fantastic. You ready for
4: Christmas?
9: Uh, Yeah. I, I got a little bit
4: easier this year because
9: I don't see my family from Seattle until next month. And my mom's side We went to Disney last week. So, um,
1: yeah, it's kind of already been taken care of. Got it done. Mo, to the BS Sports Show. Mo, how, how is you, sir?
7: Well, I uh, am doing my show today from the mall, so I am here already. And, uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, you know. It's hell? It's hell. It's, it's it, hell it really I, – I, this is this is what I assume <laughs> the hell is like, only with less women. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, well, I'll tell you what. One one good thing that I can say is that I became a member of the Prime flock uh, this year, and my Christmas shopping is all done. And I've got some stuff, packages coming, staggered throughout the next couple days. But Prime is my new bestie. And you know what's so great about Prime, guys? This is the truth. Who would have ever thought you had a best friend who <laughs> knows exactly what you want when you want it? So I I like, I order something, in this and they're like, you're going to want this. And they're right. I do want that. I mean, how do they do it? It's amazing. <laughs>
9: so you're a sucker. You're I, a sucker for it.
1: I am. But you know what? I, I keep it in, in moderation. My, my worries are now that I'm a Prime member – and I like my bourbon, uh, I might be waking up and saying, where's this package hat? from? What? Why did I order a sack of marbles? Because Prime said I wanted it, and they were right. I, I got me one of those Echo Dots. Do you guys have Alexa or anything like that? you guys have that?
7: I'll be doing my shopping from your porch, I think, this year, Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I got this dot. It's like Alexa, and it's a Christmas present for me because when I joined Prime, Hey, they said, hey, we'll give you a discount if you want this. I'm like, they're right. I've never had one. So, But then I, so I ordered that, and I, how'd they know I had dogs? I didn't tell them I had dogs, but right, it pops up. It's this little dog thing. When the dog barks, it throws out treats. They were right. I wanted yeah, that. How they,
9: they're listening <laughs> to your conversations inside your own home. That's how they know.
1: That's how they know. Well, Netflix is the same thing. I watched a movie. I was like, that's a good movie. And they're like, they're going to like this movie. And they're right. I always do like that movie. Today, after the show, I'm headed down to Greenwood to see on IMAX Theater this Star Wars movie. Have either one of you guys saw that yet? I have no, never seen Star Wars in my life.
9: Yeah, I haven't either. Never. I did ride the ride at Disney, which was cool, but not my cup of tea.
1: Well, you know, I haven't, since the original or not original one came out, I hadn't really watched it that much, but. You know, I thought, well, all the cool kids were doing it. So, over the last couple months, as you know, I've talked about it on the show, I've been watching all of the Star Wars stuff. So, I've watched them all, going with a group of friends. One of my friends is a, a diehard Star Wars guru. So, I'm going to rely on his opinion after the fact. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. I've been trying to stay away from the reviews and, and all that. Guys, let's play the home of card. Let's get things started here. Obviously, the Colts are out of the picture. I'm going to be at the game tomorrow because I'm a fan. But I think, and we'll start with you, Tony, I think that the Colts have a good opportunity to finish strong at home. Uh, the, the, the Panthers are bringing in a new quarterback. Uh, they're kind of sucking right now. It's unfortunate because it's my son and granddaughter's favorite team. Uh, but it, it'll be a good opportunity for them at least to to finish strong, and then we also think that we can beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. So even though we're not playing for a playoff position, to finish strong and to finish good at home for the home fans would be would be good. What are your thoughts?
9: I mean, that's the hope, but, uh, you know, you've got a lot of guys tomorrow playing for contracts, whether it's with the Colts or with other teams around the league, and, and, and this will be the film that's, that's used um, kind of the show, like, hey, I can get it done. I want this contract, whether it's with the Colts or with another team. Um, the Colts have been disappointing. Jacoby Brissett's not exactly uh, what we thought he was going to be, especially after the first couple of weeks of the season when everybody thought this team was destined to make the playoffs. The schedule kind of set up perfectly uh, for them to run through it and end up with 10 wins. Uh, you know, it's obviously hard to replace Andrew Luck, but everything that we heard from the Colts was that Jacoby Percent was in place, and this was the guy that could get it done, and this was the guy that was going to be, what did Jim Irsay say, which obviously I think is a grain of salt, a top-ten quarterback, and he just hasn't been. When you lose at home to the Dolphins, who are probably, besides the Bengals, the worst team in the league that's kind of where uh, it went down to crap for the Colts, but uh, you know, I would say disappointing season. I had them at eight and eight anyway, which they could still get to, uh, but I don't know about tomorrow. I mean, there's just too many unknowns uh, betting wise. I I would stay away from it, uh, but I but I think the Colts just have really disappointed this year. And I know it's, I know it's tough to play football when your star quarterback is not there, but um, you know they had opportunities. Uh, they had every opportunity in the book this year. They had what they were three games or four games over 500 at one point and they've lost how many in a row so uh just disappointing what the colts have not been able to do more than what they've been able to do this year
10: you know
1: absolutely a big disappointment for fans uh certainly Jacoby percent didn't but again he was playing with that knee injury mo you know everybody knows i'm a big fan of clay travis no bias there i i i i i He's on my advisory council. He doesn't know it, but he is. But he says that when the Colts, and I know he's a big Titans guy, but he says that the Colts come uh, combine and come draft, they need to be spending a lot of time in the quarterback store special. What are your thoughts?
7: I mean, it, you know, it depends on what you're going to get because obviously the quarterback crew that you have now uh, isn't cutting it, you know, and I think we talked many weeks ago about I didn't like Jacoby Brissett's lack of decision-making. It's all the times it took him too long uh, to make decisions. Now, granted, they've had a, a patch-together wide receiver crew, but, you know, you saw last week against the Saints, he overthrew many completable passes that could have been first downs. Uh, I just mm-hmm. I, I haven't liked Jacoby Brissett very much at all, so Uh, You know, but it's going to depend on the Colts what they can get. You know, does a guy like uh, Tua Tungvalu stay or go? Does he slide because of the injury? And if you're the Colts, do you want to bring in another guy with the, you know, that could be spending a lot of time with a quarterback injured? Uh, You know, free agents that are out there, you know, could you possibly see a reunion of Nick Foles and Frank Wright together? I guess it's possible, but he's another guy. uh, You know, it seems that he only forces in Philadelphia. Uh, But, uh, you know, in Frank's system, maybe he would. Uh, it just it, there's there's a lot of holes that need to be filled, and you know the uh, the game against the Panthers. while the Panthers are very good. You know, I, I see Christian McCaffrey having a banner day uh, against the Indianapolis Colts defense. So I wouldn't bet the game either. But uh, you know, the, the Colts have been uh, uh, a pretty big disappointment from where they started the season to where they are now.
1: Well, let's we'll shift gears, uh, Tony and Mo, a little bit from uh, the NFL to uh, some college, and let's start with college basketball right here in our backyard in, in Indianapolis. Um, you've got IU and Notre Dame, and you got Purdue and Butler in the Crossroads Classic. I, I tell you what, IU is one of those teams that I'm starting to get disappointed in. Butler's hot. I'm glad that IU's not play, playing Butler in the Crossroads Classic. I think that, that they have a good opportunity to get a good win against Notre Dame. But we'll start with you, Tony, to the cross classic. What are your thoughts on these two matchups this weekend?
9: Yeah, it seems like that, you know, they don't get the matchups right. And what I mean by that is, like, you would love to see IU play Butler right now because IU needs another test. And Butler's been really good this year. Kamar Baldwin um, is probably in contention for player of the year. That's how great of a season he's had. Um there's been so many players that have stepped up for Butler so far this year. I would love to see Purdue play, Notre Dame, and IU play Butler. That's just not how it works this year. Um, really like IU to beat Notre Dame, and I like Butler and Purdue to go down to the wire, but Purdue hasn't been able to defend and knock down shots when they needed to. Um, they've struggled rebounding, which is crazy. Um, so I like Butler and IU to get wins today.
1: Well, what are your thoughts? Crossroads Classic, uh, IU and Notre Dame, and then, of course, Butler and Purdue.
7: Uh, you know, I, I, I agree with Tony D because, you know, I like IU. Uh, you know, if you just look at the common, uh, if you look at uh, IU and and the way they've played most games this year so far, they've tended to push the ball well. They're getting the ball inside. They're getting to the free throw line a lot. But, you know, I wonder if in the back of uh, Archie Miller's mind with the uh, announcement of uh, uh, the uh, Mr. Glass retiring, does he wonder if he's still going to be there a couple of years from now? Because, you know, you still read all the uh, fan boards and stuff with IU basketball, and there are so many – IU uh, alumni R. T. Miller haters out there. And I have a couple of uh, big athletic contributors in my family who were ready to see him uh, go quickly. So it's a, it's an interesting what state the Indiana basketball team is in because they have played a, a much better, it seems, than last year so far. But, uh, you know, there's still a lot of negativity around the uh, – still the hiring of Archie Miller and the way he's handled uh, in-game coaching. So uh, I look try you to get to win the day, and I agree as well. I think Butler and Purdue will be close, but I like Butler to pull that one out as well.
1: Tony Mo uh, brings up an interesting thing. Uh, some breaking news this week, and that is that Fred Glass is retiring uh, from the athletic director there at IU. IU's got a committee of about 18 uh, people who's going to be on that committee to hire. And, and somehow I missed the email, and I don't know how I didn't get on that committee. But I'm not. So, uh, what are your thoughts? Who are they looking at? Who? Do, what, do, what? do we? Who do we want to go after? When I say we. I mean IU. I'm an IU alumni. Big IU guy. Uh, who does IU go after? Because remember, there's a lot of there's a lot at stake here uh, with the athletic director of Indiana University.
9: Yeah, I well, mean, you
7: know, you know, you're gonna have to – go ahead, Mo. Sorry, I, I, it's hard to hear out here. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Uh, I would just say, I mean, you got to go get
9: you got to go get somebody that has strong IU ties. Fred Glass was under scrutiny throughout most of um, his his reign there, so to speak. Uh, he did do great things for the program, you know, extensions to the football stadium, uh, beer sales at games. Um, he was he he, he did uh, very good promotions for the school. Uh, got students in, made more tailgates. So uh, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh well, you know, Tom Green this and and yada yada football team that." But look look at the facilities that football team has. They land on the top 100 recruit. Um, they're going to a bowl game against Tennessee. Um, so I, I think what Fred Glass has done. Um, is, is a little bit underrated because people are going to look at, oh, well, Tom Green didn't work out and football this. But I think things are in the right direction right now. And, but I'm with Mo, too. If, if you're Archie Miller, you're thinking, oh, oh, crap, it's time to probably put up or shut up. And we've got to get this team in the NCAA tournament and get this team consistently winning basketball games.
1: Well go ahead. Uh, were you going to uh, have something to say there about the athletic director?
7: <laughs> Well, it worries me that uh, this is a great chance for IU to build for the future, but it also worries me that this is a, a good chance for IU to really, you know, screw this entire thing up. So, you know, it's a 50-50 mm. chance that we've got a, you know, you get a guy in there who can really build for the future and really move these athletic programs in the right direction, or you get somebody who comes in here, they make the wrong hire, and things completely, you know, fall to shambles. So it, it's, uh, while it, it could be exciting, it's also, I think, a little scary if you're an IU alumni or IU fan. Well,
1: let's go into some uh, college football bowl games. Obviously, the college football playoffs are set. You've got uh, LSU and Oklahoma and Ohio State and Clemson. We'll start uh, there with you, uh, Tony. Uh, I talked with Adam earlier, even though he's a big Ohio State fan, he, he, he's a little worried because this is probably the deepest, uh, toughest uh, matchup. In the in the playoffs right now, so uh, still thinks that Ohio State can can inch it out. But what do you what do you think about the matchup between Clemson and Ohio State? I think the committee got it right this year.
9: Yeah, I, I really like Clemson. I mean, they're Ohio State. You know, have they had impressive wins? Yes, but having to come behind to Wisconsin in a the game that they probably should have won handily. They had a great second half in that Big Ten championship game. But really started out slow. If you start out slow against Clemson, they're going to they're gonna bury you. They're going to put you away. Trevor Lawrence has been there, done that. He can throw it deep. they got a great rushing attack. Um, I like Clemson uh, on, on that contest to, to beat Ohio State. And, and I don't think it's going to be as close as what people think. I'm in the 35-24 range as far as uh, seeing Clemson knock off Ohio State and punch their ticket to the national championship.
1: Well, what are your thoughts to LSU and Oklahoma? I mean, Oklahoma has gotten a bunch of people suspended. Uh, LSU's uh, on fire right now. What are your thoughts?
7: Well, here's what I like, uh, you know, for LSU as opposed to any other team uh, in the playoffs. I think that LSU is more battle tested than anybody in this playoff. They've played in more big games and in more against more tough teams than I think anybody else so far. So, I, I like LSU to win the whole thing. I, I think that uh, it comes down to LSU Clemson uh, in the national championship, which is you know I, I would have signed up for any day. So, I like uh, I like LSU Clemson and LSU to take the whole thing.
1: Guys, let's talk a little NFL before we have to wrap it up and put a bowl on it. I mean, uh, we've got AFC South uh, uh, playoff uh, uh, championship uh, right there in the breach here. Unfortunately, it's not the Colts. But the Texans and the Buccaneers, this is an interesting game. And I think all games that are played today are, are teams that are playing that mean something. And we, we know the Colts have beat both of these uh, – uh, the Colts got yeah. beat by both of these teams. Uh, but had the Colts still been in it, I've been rooting for the Buccaneers. Not the case. So, does the Texans get another AFC, champ, AFC South championship,
5: Tony.
9: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that was a very impressive win last week. I know the Titans came back in that one and made it a contest, but uh, I like the Texans to win their third AFC title or AFC South title in the last four years. Uh, what I'm really excited most for, I think, with this NFL season winding down, is yeah, you've got the team still trying to get in. We'll see what happens with the second wild card spot in the AFC. Uh, we know there's there's battles in the NFC, um, but I'm looking forward to wild card weekend really because you're going to have either Seattle or San Francisco playing. You're going to have uh, some really good teams that I think have a chance to win the Super Bowl playing on that first weekend. I mean, the Bills are a really, really good team. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? No. But we're going to see them get a home game in the first round of the playoffs or be going on the road, excuse me, in the first round of the playoffs. So there's going to be some really intriguing matchups coming up two weeks from today when wild card weekend hits.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about your Cleveland Browns. I know you cover them. Uh, Adam was on earlier, and he says for the first time I'm rooting for them to lose uh, to lose out so that they can throw out the kitchen sink. But if the Baltimore Ravens find a way, to which they will, they will probably will win. It's a revenge game for them. Uh, they're coming in angry. They're coming in hot there in the uh, uh, in the AFC uh, against the Browns. So, uh, what are your thoughts about the Ravens and the Browns? And the Ravens look very very much like the team that can finally put the New England Patriots to bed in the playoffs.
7: Well, here's what's funny about this game is if you remember earlier in the season, the Browns ran all over and Nick Chubb ran all over the Ravens and, uh, and, and beat them pretty handily early on in the year. Uh, I caught a little flack in the locker room this week after when they, uh, they the, the uh, report came out, they were going to keep uh, Freddie Kitchens long-term and I just tweeted out, LOL, uh, so not the most pleasant of the locker rooms for me to be in this week. Uh, you know the, the Browns honestly last week looked like they quit. Uh, Jarvis Landry thinks he's going to have to have offseason surgery. Won't uh, really tell anybody what that could be about. Uh, who knows? He was one of many uh, Browns last week reportedly it last had told the the uh, Cardinals to come get him. So uh, it's just it's it's utter turmoil there. And the fact the the Browns and John Dorsey, who's a very smart guy wants to keep this clown long-term is absolutely ass-nine to me. Uh, it, it's It's been a terrible season. It's been a, a team that's been undisciplined from the word go. Uh, Baker has regressed. I don't know what they saw in Freddie Kitchens that made him say, yeah, this is the guy. So uh, it, it uh, the Browns, I'm just throwing my hands up at this point. Uh, they're going to get smoked uh, by the Ravens. There's pretty much no doubt in my mind at this point. So uh, sign over to the season that could have been, Browns fans, and uh, we'll see you again next year.
1: Yeah, and I, it's unfortunate that I had not heard that they had talked about keeping Kitchens for the long term, and I thought for sure he'd be a one-and-done, so we'll see if that actually uh, comes together. Tony, the Bills uh, are, are coming into New England, never a fun place to play in December, uh, but at the same time, I mean, the Bills are playing hot, and I mean, the Patriots could lose, and they might be restless some players, but I think the more important story on the Patriots is that rumor has it you know how rumor mill goes it, it goes and goes and goes but rumor has it that that uh tom brady's considering retirement and i guess he can retire anytime he wants but i think he'll look really good in a gold jacket we need to get that on him sooner than later
9: uh yeah excuse me while i turn and barf into this toilet right here uh after you just said that <laughs> comment about tom brady but yeah um, you know real quick back to mo back to mo's last point um you know Remember, going into this season, it was the Browns are going to be this great team in the AFC and the Bears are going to be this great team in the NFC. And both teams have just really flunked around and not had good seasons. So it's just crazy on how many, you know, you could predict all these things all you want. But I do like the Bills. I really do. I watch them on Sunday Night Football. They got a good rushing attack. They're led by Frank Gore. I- I've been in the locker room. With Frank Gore as far as the Colts go, and I just see how much of a leader he is, and how much you know he brings to the table, and that's really uh, that's really up Singletary's game. I love the play of Josh Allen; he was my favorite quarterback coming out of that draft. Um, I thought he would be really good out of Wyoming. Um, I thought the Bills might not be the best situation for him, but but this is a team that that, that can play and they can defend and they can hold you to to teens or single digits when it comes to the scoreboard. Uh, don't be surprised if the Bills. Uh, give the give Tom Brady a run for his money, and then come up wild card and get a win on the road, and, and and really cause some havoc because you know the Ravens are right there, the Chiefs are right there, and the Patriots. Then I think it's the Bills. I mean, the Bills defense is so good, and when you're playing in cold, crappy conditions, defense can win you championships. Um, I'm
1: high on the Bills going into the to the playoffs here in a couple weeks. Mo, tonight, a big game out on the West Coast, the Rams and the 49ers. 49ers are coming in hot as well. What are your
7: thoughts? Well, you know, the 49ers kind of laid an egg last week as well as the Rams. You know, both teams coming off big wins and then to kind of, uh, you know, uh, hit a speed bump last week. Uh, You know, important game for, uh, you know, the 49ers to keep pace up there for playoff positioning. So, you know, depending on what Rams team shows up, you know, we pretty much know what the 49ers are at this point their defensive team who likes to run the football, control their offense. And for the Rams, can Jared Goff uh, become the guy he was two games ago or is he going to be the guy we saw last week that uh, was just smacked around in Dallas? So it'll be interesting to see which Rams team we see uh, as we go into this game tonight. So, you know, we could either – it's funny because – it, this takes obviously no uh, smarts at all, to predict this, But do we see a game like we saw with New Orleans and San Francisco a couple weeks ago, where we see a ton of points scored, or do we see a low-scoring game because both offenses and both quarterbacks are struggling? So it uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, game we see tonight. Because I, I think either way, these teams are pretty, you know, evenly matched. So I, I think it's we either see that uh, that low-scoring uh, game or we see a super high-scoring game. I don't think we really see a in, in the middle type game. So. Uh, I like the Niners. Uh, I have liked them, you know, more than I have the Rams all season. Rams, to me, have regressed a little bit. Jared Goff's taken a step backwards, uh, you know, and uh, they haven't uh, – it's like Todd Gurley's been on the pitch count all season. So, do we see him unleash Todd Gurley, uh, you know, tonight to, and really start giving him the ball and then control the offense? It'll be interesting to see.
1: Well, we know Peyton Manning's record's all too well. Drew Brees obviously went to Purdue, uh, but uh, he broke a very important record um uh, Ironically, it was against the Colts. But Drew Brees, uh, a lot of people are saying he might even be better than Tom
7: Brady. Ooh. Uh, you know, well, Tom Brady's right behind him, too. So, uh, you know, if you had to ask me which one I would have this year, it would definitely, I think, be Drew Brees, you know. Uh, but uh, how can you go wrong with either guy at the end of the day? They're both, I think, probably going to be sitting in, in can in a gold jacket probably about the same time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. For both of those teams, what happens moving on next year, you know, there's these are two teams that obviously could win a Super Bowl right here uh, and, you know, could honestly wind up playing each other. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what uh, both of these guys decide. Uh, Drew looked uh, unstoppable last week, uh, you know, super high completion percentage, uh, just looked amazing. And, you know, Tom has is, is won games, but uh, hasn't looked like the uh, Superman he has been in fantasy past season. So, uh, I, I maybe give Drew the edge right now, but I think we both see him standing in cannon about the same time, uh, you know, five years from now.
1: Been talking with uh, Tony Donahue from the Tony D podcast and Mo from the BS Ford show. One more final uh, thought here. Uh, I think you know, Jacksonville did the right thing in firing Tom Cloughlin. He's an old school guy, and uh agree with him or don't agree with him, but at the same time, uh, they, they basically fired him because uh, he couldn't get along with the players' union, and more importantly, uh, he just was kind of a little bit shady. So one would think that Tom Cloughlin's done with the NFL. He's made plenty of money. He's a, he's a legend and within the NFL. It probably is time for him to go. The, the uh, 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 Jaguars made a good decision in letting him go. But, uh, Tony, what are your thoughts on the firing of Tom, uh, Tom Coughlin uh, with Jacksonville? Go ahead.
9: Yeah, that eliminates all the rumors that Eli Manning could be going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I mean a great career. You know, um, he's an older dude, uh, coached a lot of good football teams, especially with the Giants in the heyday of the of the you know the mid two thousands into the early uh, teens. So, um, I mean, good for him.
1: I mean, it's, I don't think it's the biggest of deals. It, you knew it was
9: coming probably sooner rather than later. So.
1: All right, guys, we've got to wrap it up and put a bowl on time for Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down real quickly. Uh, we'll start with you, Tony. Th- thumbs Up or Thumbs Down, Adam Benitary, uh rides off into the sunset at the end of the season.
9: Yeah, Thumbs Up. I mean, he costs his team chances to go to the playoffs, and, you know, you can have the Adam Vinatieri apologists all you want. Yeah, he's the greatest of all time. He's a great guy. He's a great locker room presence, but you know, it's, what do you, what have you done for me lately? And he's, he's, he's cost, he's missed kicks that have cost them games, which possibly could have got them into the playoffs. So, um, one hell of a career, the greatest of all time, nobody will ever kick the football better. Um, but yeah, it's
1: time to move on. Mo, thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, Adam Benatieri rides off into the sunset.
7: Well, I agree with Tony. It should be thumbs up, but honestly with Jimmer, so you never know. And I think, uh, if Adam's back next year, you've uh, pretty much signaled that uh, you're not uh, a Super Bowl contender. So I, I think that it should be the end. Uh, you know, I thought it should have been the end earlier on this year, but uh, they stuck with mm-hmm. him. And, and I appreciate that, uh, that they have the loyalty to a, a guy, but you know, sooner or later you got to do what's right for the football team, regardless of how nice a guy is. I, I'd rather have a bunch of guys that you don't like out there winning your football game. So i am saying thumbs up.
1: Tony, we appreciate you joining us. I hope you have yourself a a very Merry Christmas. Where can people find your work and masterpieces, sir?
9: Yeah, Tony D. Indy on Twitter, SBR Sports Picks, um, Tony D. Podcast. You guys have a great holiday as well.
1: Thanks, uh, Tony. Uh, Tony Donahue of the Tony D. Podcast joins us. Mo uh, from the BS Sports Show. Mo, I hope you have yourself a very Merry Christmas. But uh, where can people find your work, your masterpieces, and find you at the mall?
7: Uh, well, uh, I would suggest not doing that today, or even following my Twitter, because pretty much this week I've sucked. I'm not gonna lie to you, Tom. I haven't given it all the effort I should have. Uh, I've become the uh, Adam Vinatieri of uh, sports Twitter. I've pretty much <laughs> just <laughs> given up on it for a week. So uh, hopefully, I, I will have, I will be back uh, and come off IR this week and get back to doing some good stuff. So no no masterpieces this week. But if you want to check out my Twitter, you can at Mo Radio Show. Well, we'll we'll trust that you'll have a quick rebound. Have yourself a Merry Christmas, sir. <laughs> hey, you too, buddy.
1: Mo from the BS Sports Show joins us. Guys, we got to wrap it up, say goodbye. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and that all your your family time and all your Christmas stuff is exactly what you wanted. And I hope Santa Claus brings you everything that you want after Jewish Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, just be happy, just be happy. Uh, thanks you very much to uh, Matt uh, from uh, Matt Embry from the um, WSBT, our official IndyCar contributor. Adam Gibbitts, the uh, Super Buckeye fan and brown fan. Uh, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, and our official NFL contributor, helping us break down some uh, NFL games and as well. To Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast and Mo from the BS Sports Show. My name is John Marcus. Have yourself a Merry Christmas. Remember, during the holidays, don't drink and drive, but in cool. We'll see you next Saturday. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We'll see you next Saturday right here on the Balance Radio Network. I'm out of here. Deuces. Merry
0: Christmas. Once more. ignores all of its men. I'm